and welcome to The Beaten Track. I'm Joe Bullock, and as always, I'm joined by Louis Bacon. Hello, Joe. Yeah, you are the person joining me today, Louis. I am, mate, yeah. Contrary to popular belief, um, mm. it's me. Yes, and um, we're doing a, a quite a, a special album today, Louis. Yep. Um, we are doing Broadcast's uh, debut album... The noise made by people. broadcast were you familiar with their music or? i was vaguely familiar um they uh they kind of were p- like pocketed in the corner of my mind with portishead and uh in the the portishead pocket as i like to call it interesting uh, yeah and that has um kind of framed uh i guess how i've listened to them a little bit because they do I mean, really remind me in the many ways of, of Porter's Ed. Well, there's obvious differences as well, but yeah. So I was only vaguely familiar with them, and I, I hadn't listened to this record before. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very you, if you don't mind me saying. But I just I feel like Porter's oh. Ed are quite you as well, mate. Yes, and I'm actually very surprised that we haven't done Porter's Ed yet because mm. they're almost like central to my music listening. A lot, I love Porter's Ed, but. Yeah, I get the similarities. Well, I, I, I did think about it slightly as well, but they're all, they are also vastly different, different genre of music, really. Um, but yeah, they've got that slight sort of weird sort of psychedelic, also kind of the retro kind of throwback um, mm. vibe, I suppose, the kind of sampling and, and reincarnation of like sort of retro pop aesthetics um, and definitely a sort of psychedelic sense, but also... Uh, broadcaster a sort of pioneering dream pop band as well and um yeah they're a different type of um songwriting to port said uh, it's definitely more sort of poppy um but also this album's very atmospheric there's a lot of instrumental tracks um yeah i i'm i'm sort of vaguely familiar with the band also like i enjoy quite a few of their songs but um I wasn't quite sure which album to choose. Um, I feel like something like Tender Buttons, their last album, or their last sort of, they've done like soundtrack albums and stuff since, um, but but the lead singer died. Um, so yeah, the, the, there are other albums perhaps you, I think Tender Buttons is a bit more poppy, whereas this one's a bit of a good mix between their early sort of um, psychedelia and then sort of their more sort of pop aesthetic. Um, but yeah, I could have chosen either of the three albums or even um, a compilation like Work and Non-Work, which was really good as well. So I just picked this one somewhat arbitrarily. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, I wasn't familiar with it. And um, yeah, I, I guess I hadn't listened to them much at all, really. They've got a sort of... Um, yeah, it's interesting you, you call them sort of dream pop. They've definitely got a sort of dream pop sound, but I guess they're quite unique in their... Uh, they're particularly on this album i haven't listened to the other albums so maybe i would see them more as dream pop but this album's really got a sense of um 
the atmosphere that you that I associate with with Porter's Head and the, the slightly um, unsettling atmosphere as well. And you get the mix of sort of yeah, this sort of psychedelic element, um, a very cinematic. Um, you know, there's a real sense of if you were like, I think if you were looking at the influences of the band, you know, I think you definitely have to sort of touch upon uh, film soundtracks and scores to really sort of um, get a feel for them. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the album sort of touches upon that. There's a bit of a sort of not science fiction kind of thing, but there's a there's a there's a more than the hint of that sort of space age kind of thing going on, but but also some almost like lullaby elements to uh, to the the songwriting and stuff. You mentioned the songwriting. There's some really nice sort of uh, melodic hooks at times. Um, then there's also just instrumental tracks as well. So you've got a bit of a collage of of things going on. Um, and you know, I read that. That you know, they're influences, big influence by the United States of America, the um, who were a big sort of pioneer in sort of electronic music at the start, and then obviously, um, they also linked to like Stereo Lab as well, which I thought was mm. interesting. But also, I, I thought a little bit about um, not like as an influence, but just as a comparison to someone like uh, to Radiohead, who you know, obviously at a similar sort of time are going through the whole Kid A. Um, thing the album was released in two thousands and how it's kind of it's got some similar sort of themes and and embrace of electronics but obviously is is also very different from the the quite full on uh, electronic sense of Kid A whereas this has got sort of nostalgic elements to it like you kind of said before and it's got a sort of retro feel to it as well yeah I mean I think yeah contrasting with a lot of dream pop and stuff it's very self consciously. Even if those albums use a lot of synths and stuff, it's very self-consciously electronic, this one. There's a kind of glitchiness to it, a very sort of spaced out um, kind of use of sort of more electronic instrumentals. And yeah, it's obviously not as sort of out there as something like Radiohead, but they're really exploring the kind of um, sonic possibilities of kind of a kind of, yeah, a kind of glitchiness and sort of reverse tracking and kind of, just adding these effects and I don't know, the, there's something quite um, sort of hypnotic about their music because mm. of all the layering of these effects in a quite um, quite measured way in, in opposition to like, we've covered the Cocteau Twins before, we're talking about Dream Pop, which is kind of this layering and this real sort of heavy kind of dreaminess and this kind of Whereas this is kind of like you have these spaced out elements that kind of form this this sort of soundscape that's a bit yeah a bit spacier and a bit sort of odder and um... yeah and you get that in the vocal performance as well which is um, you know is kind of I guess compared to the Cocteau Twins it's a little bit more subdued though though the lyrics are much more clear and stuff but there's almost a detached sense to it and the, you know at times. Um, yeah, the, the vocal performance is actually fantastic, um, but there's quite a ghostly element to it, and a little bit more, yeah, space, like you mentioned. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a couple of tracks on here that um, that are more sort of pop driven, like you know, more maybe conventional pop song kind of kind of feel to it, and the vocal performances on there are, are also sort of um, fantastic and very endearing, and uh, there's some wonderful hooks and stuff like I mentioned before. So yeah, vocals are. 
uh, are superb. Mm. Would you like to get into the tracks then? Uh, yes. Why not? Mm. Let's stop wasting time, eh? Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Need to cut right to the chase. Um, the first track is Long Was The Year, which I guess um, sort of establishes that kind of lullaby vibe or the kind of almost feels like a nursery rhyme or something as well. It's kind of these very long sort of accentuated melodies with a very simple kind of bass hook, um, sort of very isolated use of piano and guitars that sort of come in late into the song. And yeah, these very simple lyrics, um, long was the year, like kind of, will you stay with us here and stuff like this kind of, um, yeah, this kind of dreamy kind of hypnotic element of kind of pulling and sort of being sort of lured into the sound, I guess. Um, but a kind of, it's quite a nice arrangement, I guess. And I don't know what else to say about the song, really. I mean, yeah, I, I, I really like, um, there's some there's some interesting elements, actually, to the, the percussion at times in the album. Later on, we get some sort of like jazz swing sort of um, drums going on. But here, there's almost like a marching drum. Um, yes. with that with that sort of lumbering bass line, which is really great. And yeah, you mentioned the the lyrics are always quite um, succinct and, you know, um, often repetitive as well throughout all the songs. And you mentioned sort of a nursery rhyme. There is that sort of feel to it. Um, and there's this line about be like the sun never gone, which kind of gets sort of reprived at the, um, at the end of the album as well, which is... Uh, yeah, there's just these quite succinct, nice uh, little little lyrics that I uh, that I quite like. But yeah, I I think it's a great uh, sort of opening. And then in the second song again, in Unchanging Windows, you get the muted um, sort of marching drums and a, and a, these wonderful vocals that almost have like a a folky feel to them in a way. Um, I, I don't want to overemphasize that, but um, you you do get the fairy tale type thing or the nursery rhyme more so than fairy tale and uh, there's talks of like sorrow song and like the idea of you know one for sorrow the nursery rhyme um which i think is really sort of um well woven yeah and you get kind of the in unchanging window you get the chorus which is a very satisfying um melody but then you also get the kind of vocalizing afterwards which appears on quite a few of the songs just sort of, this sort of murmuring vocal and there's sometimes an interplay and sometimes quite contrasted yeah I think um Trish Keenan is quite I guess interesting as a vocalist you um bring up the kind of folkish thing I think there's a in a way it sounds like um yeah like a dream pop vocal or something but then there's also a sense of of the dialect and the kind of Birmingham uh sound as well i guess the kind of i don't know she's got a lot of character in her vocal i think and like um sometimes it sounds sort of more sort of ethereal sometimes it sounds more sort of authoritative like it's kind of taking you along um but yeah i don't know quite how to describe it yeah no it is and it does sort of i think it does sort of change at times and they do also play with some effects on it as well um but at times it just sort of you know, it's the classic trope of using your voice as an instrument, but um, that really does sort sort of kind of happen at times, and where she just sort of hums along to the melody or whatever. But yeah, I mean, and it also just plays really well with that sense of space. You get that in Unchanging Windows is a real sense of like 
the openness of the track and the sort of um, the sense of beauty in the track is the that, that works really well. Um, and and then you then you have um, a sort of little haunting instrumental piece minus one that leads you into "Come On, Let's Go," which um, which I felt was one of the standouts. it's the the band's most listened to song on spotify at least and it's kind of a very sort of indelible pop song really it's you, you can just keep listening to it it's kind of reminds me of the kind of songwriting you get from someone like brian wilson or something it's definitely a 60s pop mm. kind of throwback um with this repeated line of come on let's go and um yeah there's just something that's so appealing about the song it's kind of just perfect um but also there's the slight um almost sort of baroque quality of the instrumental and the kind of jangliness of the guitars, but also using these sort of electronic effects. Um, you know, there's a sort of residual influence of like shoegaze and stuff as well. I feel like some of the, yeah, I like, even though the lyrics are quite simple, they've got this kind of um, uplifting quality, but not in like a naive way. They're kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of about moving on and kind of, I like the line of stop looking for answers in everyone's face and the kind of the dispelling of uh, anxiety, I suppose. It's a good... What's the point in wasting time on people you'll never know? Yeah, I wrote that one down. Mm. So, yeah, um, it's uh, fun. Yeah, it is. And it's really, there's an upbeat sense to it, despite the slightly dismissive sort of come on, let's go. But um, yeah, there's a real sort of upbeat and bright feel to that and yeah as i said it's um with with that sort of slightly odd not odd but you know the slightly ghost-like um instrumental leading into it, it it works really well and the album does flow i think um i think particularly at the start pretty well in in the way it uses the more sort of you know stranger pieces and then something like this which is much more of an access point in terms of the uh in the album yeah, I mean, you're talking about the drums earlier. There's always a kind of, even the drum beats can be quite simple sometimes, but the drumming on this album is really stand out because basically because of the kind of atmosphere that they allow for it and the kind of different drums that they're using very sort of fittingly on each song. You get the kind of tin drums on some song and like, you know, so sometimes snares, sometimes more sort of, just electronic and there's always a kind of slight reverb this slight echoiness that kind of makes it sound more sort of cavernous and more um, textured that i mean i love the next track as well echoes answer which is a less yeah same here i really love this track less of a pop song i suppose but it's kind of he's very and it's another one that really uses repetition in in its favor this kind of very sort of haunting synth notes, just three notes basically, and these kind of shimmering strings behind. Um, it's just an amazing song, yeah. 
yeah, I really love this sort of slightly fuzzy keyboard. And um, again, there's a slightly lullaby sense to uh, a lullaby mixed with ghost kind of feel to the vocals. And I love the chorus of, well, almost like an anti-chorus of, um, it's like, oh, the wind. And um, yeah, it's um, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a sense of a loneliness and an, an, an isolated sense to the track. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of them ones that, I'd say maybe on the first couple of listens, um, the the kind of tracks kind of passed me by a little bit, and I didn't know which track was which. Um, but that was one of the ones that kind of very early on you were able to. Uh, it, it's kind of arresting in a way, in the way the the song kind of yeah, there's, it's like an anti-chorus. It kind of stops and then starts going again. I really liked. It. Mm-hmm. And then I don't really know where to go from here. I suppose. Um, <laughs> well, I liked um, Paper Cut. Mm. Is, is the I mean you were talking about the keyboard on the last one this is just a kind of fuzzy sound it's totally kind of tonally indistinct almost but I like the kind of rudimentary kind of sound of it and it's another one that's kind of got this innocent kind of pop aesthetic it's about just the line is like you said you wrote a page about me in your diary it's kind of about wanting to um, basically wanting to see that and being kind of slightly insecure about um that stage of a relationship or the trust or, um, you know, someone not sharing that. Well, I mean, you shouldn't really share your diary with people, obviously, but I mean... Um, oh, never, never. No, I mean, it's your diary, but yeah, she's obviously a bit, she wants to see. Um, but you do want to see it, though, you, don't you? you well, I want to see anyone's that diary that I know. That I, like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's always interesting, I suppose. Mm. But yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I actually love the um, the wonderful jazz feel drums here. They, they're not like sort of over the top or anything, very um, um, subtle in the way it's done, but it's really sort of superb. There's that slightly, again, I guess that links a little bit to uh, Radiohead I was mentioning before, who also played with that. There was a little bit of sort of free jazz influences in the in the when they were getting a little bit more experimental and stuff, and I think it's really well done and. Um, slightly sort of unsettling in a way um and there's a wonderful pre-chorus in the song as well that kind of builds up and uh yeah and i love also the 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 sign off of the song which is no matter where you are you've got to be willing um which is kind of yeah kind of i don't know kind of creepy in a way but uh, i quite like it well it's kind of creepy but it's also kind of the um when, when taken innocently a kind of Part of the message of the album or similar themes to to come on let's go or something i suppose um the notion of abandoning sort of uh, worry and doubt or you know um but yeah also maybe the instrumentals of the songs are sort of um providing that doubt in a sense making it a bit more creepy and kind of ambiguous but yeah i mean the album's kind of bookended as well in a way it's got um long was the year and then dead the long year at the end so it's kind of it's kind of i don't know but i don't know what the link is there really or um there's a yeah there's a sort of cyclical sense and 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 there is that sense to a lot of the songs as well there is repeated um there's a lot of repetition and, and not a lot of uh yeah, a lot of repeated lyrics and stuff like that, and and in a lot of the songs, and I guess that that links to um, 
the feel of the sort of, yeah the reprise of that sort of first track in the final one and you get again you get that like be like the sun never gone thing um yeah another track i really like was look outside um that i just which which talking about repetition is probably the one that it's you know it's just sort of one hook and sort of two lines really that is repeated um but it's so it's really like such a delightful sort of like melody it's great and it's like i look outside wherever i go you were there um and yeah i really love the sort of breakdown of the track as well towards the end you get this sort of like swirling guitars and 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 a bit of a sort of yeah a, not like a crescendo really because it doesn't never really gets loud but you you get a sort of sense of all these instruments coming together and stuff and i thought that was another one that really another one of those hooks that stood out for me and it's just repeated throughout the track. So it, it kind of gets in your mind. I mean, yeah, the drums are a bit denser. I feel like there's a kind of more of a, a virtuosic kind of playing with other drums on that track. When you speak about the kind of crescendo element, there's kind of another track I like, uh, until then has a kind of um, very fuzzy um, sort of, reverberating kind of guitar at the end of the track which kind of reminds me of like uh you know spaghetti westerns and stuff like that but it's very um still very muted it never reaches the kind of epicness of like an ennio morricone song or something but it still sort of contains those sort of resonances so it's interesting that it has that kind of epic very sort of imposing feel but then at the same time it's within this kind of isolated uh, sound that kind of mutes it a bit um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting you mention mention Morricone because you do you do feel that there is little hints of that, like you say, throughout. And uh, yeah, until then, was one of them where the that sort of slow fading away is very, um, very cinematic, I guess. And and the song is sort of like slowly washed out, like you were saying. And and yeah, there, there is a real sense of that. I I, I kind of got that feeling of the whole album in a way that. It, I didn't sort of, I've not sort of fallen in love with the album completely because I like a lot of soundtracks, I find this when I listen to soundtracks and just the soundtrack rather than obviously the film and, and the score of the soundtrack together that I can be kind of slightly detached from it and, and not like sort of connect with it that much. And I did find that, I think in overall with the album, there was a slight sense of, not that, not that it didn't sit right, but there's a slight sense of like um, distance to the album and a little bit of a detachment that I kind of think links to that sort of feel in a, when I'm listening to an album. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think on each of the albums, they choose a certain affinity either for that. There's definitely a kind of sense that they fit in really well to doing soundtracks, and they did, but they choose between, you know, following that more or following the kind of pop um the more sort mm. of um, just uh, more instantaneous, I guess, or more in your face kind of just, I mean, yeah, this, this album has those melodies sort of, but they are kind of um, scattered throughout within the kind of, yeah, something is a bit more extended and a bit more vague that kind of, but I like, you know, there's enough variation and enough like interesting sounds for, for it, but I see what you mean. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's not necessarily like uh, addictive to listen to, or it's not like you throw it on and you're like, yes, yeah, so I want to definitely. Yeah, it's interesting. I look forward to checking out the other albums a bit more, really, because I kind of, yeah, I get a bit confused between them and I'm kind of like, 
but yeah, because I've never really listened to um, the second one, which is Ha Ha Sound, but we shall see, yeah. Yeah, um, very much so. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'd like to listen to a little bit more and see, um, yeah, whether the other albums go more towards the uh, the poppier side or what, really, and, and, and yeah, and, and find out, because... Yeah, as I say, there's some really fantastic sort of um, tracks and stuff on here, and, and I think it is a really good album, but there was just a little bit of a sense of distance. So, uh, yeah, it would be good to uh, explore more. Mm. And talking about Ennio Marconi, though, we need to get on that sometime. We need to do an episode on him some, somehow. We need to... Maybe in the next Ennio Marconi, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea, mate, yeah. Yeah, um, I guess we'll... You've got a quiz, Louis, today. I have. I've got a quiz all about Birmingham oh, bands. Right. Nice little alliteration. Yes. I've got lo- I've got loads. I've got. I went a bit sort of. I didn't realise there were so many great bands from from Birmingham. So mm. what I'm going to do is, I'm going to describe them, and then you're going to try and name the uh, the band. Is that all right? Yes. I just mean, tell me when to start because when, I've got about well, thinking five. Well, now, down. I can't really think of any. So, we'll... well, yeah, I think some of these might surprise you, and then I might give you a little bit of, mm. you know, sort of tasty information Gosh, afterwards. Well, all actually, about. I think I've got one that comes from Birmingham, maybe. Okay, I'm going to start off with an easy one, and then then maybe we'll get a bit harder. The all right. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't try that. <laughs> so here we go. Number one, pioneers of heavy metal music. Originally called the Polka Talk Blues Band. Oh, is it um, Sabbath? It is indeed Black Sabbath, yeah. I think that's a nice and easy one, you know, because Aussie's quite clearly from Birmingham, you know, and everyone sort of knows that. Mm. Maybe I'll catch you out with another one. Okay. Classic new wave band known for their glamorous videos and synth pop style. Oh, I mean, that's quite... That could be a range of bands. I would say the uh, these are the definitive eighties uh, English pop band, and I mean pop in the in the in the poppiest sense of pop. Is it Pet Shop Boys? It's not. It's a decent guess, mate. Duran Duran. Oh, I was thinking about that, but then I was like, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have ultimate, been ultimate ultimate sort of Thatcher pop, you know. I mean, I like Duran Duran. I mean, but it could have been Ultravox. Who doesn't? It could have been the other it one. It could have been. It could have been, but it's not from Ballet. Yeah, I don't know where Peter yeah. plays from. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It could have been all those people, but they're not from Birmingham, and that that's the whole point. That's of the, the key. That's why I need to okay. get that in my head. Yeah. Come on. Here we go. Let's have another. Grindcore and death metal band formed in the 80s, named after an explosive fuel. Oh... Mm. Oh, wait. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Whilst you're thinking, I will give a little bit of a sort of um, warning about this one. They are actually from a small town just on the edge Ooh. of um, no, Birmingham. Fine. So, um, No, I think I'm, I'm on the wrong track. Anyway. I think I probably don't know what the band is. I was just thinking of that band that have the song that's like two seconds long. But explosive jelly type like fuel yeah i mean no no i'll just go like kerosene or something no it's napalm death <sighs> yeah they were the ones i was thinking of they have like a they have like a two second song but i can't remember what it's called yeah i think they're one of the ones that you know uh, 
right in between Birmingham and Coventry and could be claimed by either. But I think Birmingham's mm. weightier. Let Coventry have some. Yeah, yeah they've already got a few actually. But yeah, yeah, they've they've got they've got. I don't think they want them. Mm. Okay, there. interesting there. Do you want do you want some more? Uh, yeah, hit me. No, okay. I, mean, I didn't come up with quiz. So. Reggae pop band best known for their cover of reggae classic Red Red Wine. UB40. It is, of course, UB40. I'll give you one more and then I'll just tell you about all the other bands that could but you could have had, but uh, right. you won't have. So finally, 90s Britpop outfit who were publicly praised by Oasis and Paul Weller. They also supported Oasis at Nebworth. So um. I think Oasis and, and, and Paul Weller kind of gives the clue to us sort of what they look like, I think. I have no idea, to be honest. Mm, um, you'll kick yourself. So it's a Britpop band. It's not like... Wait. Do you want me to give you a, another clue? Yeah, go for it. Their most famous album, Mosley Shoals. Oh, yeah, I do know. It's like Ocean Coliseum. Yeah. yeah. Well... What, no, what are you going to tell I, me about the album? Or is it just the well, letters that... Do, do you know where the picture is taken for that album? Is it? Is it the South? Of, no, I don't know. It looks like no, South. Of, it's is, the Jefferson Memorial in Jefferson Gardens, Leamington Spa. Whoa! I know. That's crazy. I mean, I figured that out about twenty minutes ago and sort of started running around. Oh my god! Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I hope. I hope listeners get the satisfaction out of that that me and you will get. But, well, uh, the issue is, Ocean Car Scene are kind of like not that interesting, or like I don't know. I like some of the yeah, songs. They're kind of stuck in the nineties, I think. Yeah, they didn't have, have like to... a proper classic, I guess. But yeah, they're all cool. What about the River Boat song? No, that's a good song. I like the the, the <laughs> little riff. That's, yeah, no, I do. I like I like the day we caught the train. I like all of them. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. You, there's also, I mean, we could have had um, Judas Priest, uh, oh. ELO, Traffic, Spencer Davis Group, Wizard, The Beat, Dexy's Midnight Runners, Peace, Swim Deep, The Streets, half of Led Zeppelin. See, The Streets not was the other I was half. thinking that I remember from Birmingham. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty there that we could have, we could have had. Oh, um, yeah. Lots I also think Birmingham, a bit like Manchester, sucks in all the exterior bands. You know, all the bands that mm. sort of like, sort of dancing around the outside and they all get sort of sucked in and then Birmingham goes, oh yeah, they're from Birmingham and those people go, actually, you know, I'm from somewhere not quite close to Birmingham, but yeah. So there you go. Do you know how many I got right? I can't remember. Um, You got Black Sabbath and you got UB40, Mm. but you didn't get um, Napalm Death or Mm. Duran Duran or, oh no, you did get Ocean Colour Scene actually after Mm. some, some lots of clues. Yeah, I mean, once the art, yeah, because, yeah. I, I think that was a fair one. So there you go, that's that's based bands for you. We should have said that uh, broadcasts are from Birmingham. If I didn't yes. explain that earlier on, and that's, that's key why we the... did Birmingham-based. Oh, you're not, yeah. Ah, well, maybe you should, like, cut it, me in saying broadcasts are from Birmingham, just sort of. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I mentioned that, that Trish was from Birmingham, so. Yeah, yeah, no, you did. You did, we'll you see. Okay. Professionally done. As yeah. per usual. Right, that's it, I suppose, from us. Um, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Be my choice. Um, mm, something to look forward to. A bit of napalm yeah. death. Um, Who knows? A bit of napalm death. A bit of Judas Priest. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, could be. Mm. All right, let's see everyone next week. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs>